Welcome to another episode of Mick and Ori's Classic Cars. I'm Mick. And I'm Ori. Ori, we haven't spoken about Ferraris for a while. We haven't. And certainly we should because there's a new model out. Mick, it seems like there's one coming out every few months. Obviously, it's not that often, but there's two a year, we could say. Well, probably at least. Or two that are announced a year, let's say, because then by the time we see them, I mean, Purusanga is about to start hitting our shores, I would say, here in Australia anyhow. So, you know, we're just getting on the top of that. The 296 GDB is out. The 296 GDB Spider is out. The 296 GT GT is out. So there's already four models we've just spoken about. And then the other night, another teaser came out. Yeah, it did, didn't it? And it doesn't look good. So when you see those two scoops on the teaser, I was like, what is this? What is this? Is that the front grill? Is it? But when it came out, Mick, I think I emailed you straight away. I said, I love you it. Did. I love it. What's the car? SF90 XX Stradale. So basically, you know, they do the FXX series of cars for the clients, yep. the cliente, that actually take them to the track and race them. So very, very private type stuff. And that track only version. Track only. So, so yeah. this for- is actually the first one. That's as, that's why they call it the XX Stradale, which, which means road. So that is the true boy racer in the sense that you can drive it to the track. And race it. Race correct. it and drive it home. Yeah, correct. No trailers, and, no. And they say it's the technology in terms of driver enhancements, it makes you feel like you're a racing car driver because it, it looks after you in terms of, you know, not to get too much oversteer, not to get too much wheel spin, all sorts of so things. So it does all that. So my question, whenever we come to a track car, if we look at the XXs, so um, the 599XX, which we've we've been lucky enough to see and I've been lucky enough to go in, the Enzo XX. FXX. FXX. Yes. And then there's and the then FXK. There's K, yep. Right. So those are race car, track cars only. Only. Okay. Right. So they're set up completely different. This new car, as I said, it is for the track, but you can drive it on the road. It's, it's legal. It's road legal. Will there be a track-only version? You know what I'm trying to say? Because, yes, yes, you can take it on the track, but it's not really a track car, isn't it? Because track cars has got different settings. I don't know. Suspension's well, different. Okay. My thoughts and uh, A lot of the stuff's taken out, the beauty stuff. Correct. That's what I was just about to say is that, yes, it's a road car, but it's going to have some luxuries in it. Yeah. So it's a track car a focused track car for the road, but yes, they will bring probably the FXX out, which will be solely track. Yeah, yeah. All That's right. what I'm thinking too. So what, what I'm thinking, I mean... But, mate, this is unbelievable. But the looks-wise with those um, <laughs> slots, the six slots on the side, uh, you know, to reminisce some of the retro styling from the previous years. The two slot, the two the vents on the roof? The, oh, look, I think... The rear wing... Yeah, the re- this is a fixed rear wing, which is the first one since the F50. You know how good that rear wing looks? Well, That's what I say. normally Every- we don't like them. I don't. I don't, but this looks great. I reckon the whole car looks fantastic. I'm going to have to say, that's why when I saw her at Lodge, heard her, that little mini video they did, read about, I love it. Yeah, no, I it's really good. I absolutely love it. The unfortunate thing, Mick, they're all sold out. Oh, they're all sold out. That's fairly normal. And also, I think you've got to be asked to buy one. Well, so they made 499 of the Spider and 799 of the Coupe. Is that going to be the limit? That's it. That's it. That's it. 
amount produced and all pre-sold. You know what I like about it is that compared to the first one, when it first came out, the SF90, we had a few deliberations whether we liked it, not liked it, and depending on what colour, it looked a bit long for the Yeah, it was a bit wedgy, wasn't it? Yeah, and, you know, to me, I thought it was too many things happening. But this one here, they seem to have got it, for for my liking, everything sorted. So... Yeah, that SF, so the SF90 got launched. We saw that. We were lucky enough to go in it. And then the 296 came out. Yes. If you recall. Which is a baby <laughs> SF90. Which we preferred. Yes, I when did. When we saw it in the, uh, in the flesh. But then we had a bit of time with the SF90 at my nephew's wedding where we got up really close with it. And I actually did like that car. It's, it came to grow on me, if that makes any sense. Does it make any difference for you in different colours? Uh, yeah, I do like the yellow that we've seen, and the red that we've been we've been in. No colours, no, no. I think actually, the little drive we were lucky enough to go on with one of our friends. Yep. I think really sold it for me, and I thought, yeah, I love this car now. Right, it all clicked, so it grew on me. Where this car, the new XX, I just loved it from the very first time I saw it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. In in terms of this new one, the SF. SF90XX Stradale. However, the first one, for me, it varied how much I liked it depending on the colours. So which one did you like? Because we've seen it in the yellow and the red, in Uh, the flesh. I like it in the – we also seen it in the charcoal grey or kind of the Fujili. What was it called? The one we saw in the showroom. The SF90 we saw in the showroom. That's not an SF90. Yes, it was. That's a 296. No, no. We saw – anyway, there's no point in arguing about that because we oh, can show you the Oh, that convertible photo. one. Yeah, Yeah, yeah right. it was that grey. Yeah. Actually, Which that I, didn't look bad either. I thought the grey <coughs> hid I, some of the fussy lines of what I, I saw. No, see, I liked that grey. That's yeah, right. I, did. I forgot that's about saying. that grey. Yeah, that's right. I reckon that for me – That was a spider though. That was a spider, okay, whether it's a spider or, or not. But yeah. I think in that grey, it hid some of the lines because the darker colours do hide some of the lines. Yeah, I know you've always said that and I – I must admit, on the I've seen a couple on the net, and the black ones don't look as good. Well, see, I think they do. Yeah, see, I in don't. the SF ninety, see, I like the grey better than black. But okay. anyway, but, but it, this launch now, this launch colour of this new car, I thought it was a light blue, but I don't know if it is. I think it's a silver. Well, I don't know about with the launch. orange. Yeah, there's got some highlights in that, but I've also seen one that's in white. So what? And color? that looks fantastic. It looks abs. Look, I think it's going to look fantastic in any color. It doesn't seem as long anymore to me, and maybe because of the spoiler height, maybe looks a bit shorter. Of course, it's probably not shorter, but you know. And even the front, there's some treatment they've done, and as you said, the side vents, the three at the front, and so three at the back. What's it? Is it's hybrid also. It's hybrid, the same thing. It's the so same. they're getting more distance, I think, though, than the SF90? Maybe Co- getting more distance and a few more horsepower. Bag. There's not a lot of horsepower difference, but it's enough to make it quicker than the Lamborghini. Uh, how do you say the Lamborghini? The Revoluto that's coming out. Revoluto, yeah. So it's slightly faster than that. I think this has got 1,015 horsepower yeah. at max. Yeah. That's- <laughs> it's unbelievable. 1,015 horsepower. And the good thing with this, it would be usable. I mean, we know how usable it was in the uh, standard one that we've been in, went for a drive-in, and that wasn't the Assetto Furano package either. No. Because with that package, you didn't get the lift kit. That's right. And the so they, were, the lift they wanted a lift kit. So, But we say, you know, you say all the driver aids and all this to help. I think you need them. 
Yeah, no choice. Uh, well, I don't think any, you know, a normal person, we're not saying race car driver, right? A normal person couldn't drive one of these cars if it didn't have those eights. No way. I agree 100%. It's too much power. Yeah. It, it, look, if we go back to the old days, it's a bit like when we didn't have ABS, anti-lock yeah. braking system, to when we did. See, back then, you used to know that if you lock your brakes, you've got to release your brake pedal a bit for the tyres to grab and then put your brake pedal on. Well, that's what ABS does in, in a quicker format, of course. Yep. All right? So that's the same with these aids now. If you're starting to drift accidentally in an SF90, it probably looks after you. Yeah. Whereas in the in the versions beforehand in the old cars that didn't have any of that, you lose the back end. You're not going to get it back if you're not a racing driver. That's or right. You're not a, dry, a, a professional, a, a competent, competent driver. So but look, they keep you, getting you, quicker. No choice. But you know, you say they're getting <coughs> quicker, which no doubt they are. But do we need it? Well, what's the point? But no, what's the end game? That's right. What is it? What's the? That's what I'm trying to work out. What's the end game? I think there are some cars that are already broken sub two seconds, right? Those electric cars, 1.8, 1. I don't know. What, so what is it? To get it as quick as you possibly can without blowing up? I, I think it's simply <clears throat> that you know you can go that fast, all right, because you're not allowed to do it in any road around the world, I would guess, mm. to do it legally. So, you know, you don't need it. It's really just boasting material, I'm and that's what everyone talks about. My naught to sixty miles an hour, or so you're saying. That's what the Ferrari and Lamborghini and Porsche and Aston Martin, and that's what they're all competing over. Correct, because they bring out a car. Oh, it's better than the last one. It's stronger. It's you know, it's it's everything. That's every time they bring out. That's marketing. So you don't want to buy the next model that's slower than the previous model, which did happen in the past when they brought out unleaded fuel after the. Sorry, unleaded cars before the normal yep. with the super. And even before that when they brought out the pollution equipment. So you'd buy a new model that was less powerful than the previous model. Mm. So, I'd be happy with that though. Well, I don't know if you would. but No, because no, I'm just thinking about it. So let's look at this. So the Ferrari Roma came out and then the Portofino M got released which replaced the normal Portofino. Remember, they'd done the... The Roma replaced. So there was a Roma. No, yep. the Roma was released. Remember, yep. we drove the Roma. And the Portofino was still in existence. Now it's no longer. But then they released the Portofino M. Yes. And the Portofino M was what? Slightly modified and a little bit quicker than the normal Portofino. But then you had the Roma, which wasn't as quick as the M or was quicker. Oh, that I'm not sure. Look, it'd be what very close. Like, I think they use the same base mode. I think it was... The same base motor they used. Without trying to confuse myself and you, and the listeners and you, why can't the new model just be a new model shape, size, but not necessarily about speed? Well, you, you know what I'm trying to say. Why can't it just be a new a new model based on new technology, new driving experience? But it doesn't go zero to hundred. It still goes zero to hundred four seconds. For for example, still quick, but it's the new Ferrari. Four second car, yeah. Or is that what the Pura Sangue is? I think, um, well, the Pura Sangue, even that's actually a very, very quick car. But again, if they bring out the Pura Sangue, it's got to be quicker than the Urus in the Lamborghini Urus, or it's got to be so that's what I'm saying. They say all these new cars are just going to keep getting quicker, 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 quicker. Is that what we're looking for? 100%. 
Hundred percent, and and it's really just I think a marketing thing. Yeah, no, it's like you said, it's about being the first to be able to do that and claim to fame and boasting about it. I get that, but that's happened right throughout history. You know, the sixteen horsepower little Fiat, you know, nineteen twenty comes out, and the next one, but this is a you know a twenty two horsepower. It's yeah. it's all about that all the time because all of a sudden this two nine six that's come out is quicker than the V eight. Correct. It's and everyone was worried about, oh, you know. It's going to be gone. slower. Yeah. Right? Just because it's a smaller engine, but not necessarily true. But if they were to release another V6, and we're, you know, we're still, um, we're hoping, another a Dino. D- Dino, it's not going to be as quick. Well, it shouldn't be as quick if it's going to be proper Dino. That's right. Yeah, which is fine when it's the base model or that's a, an entry-level model. But these entry-level models now, uh, like the, the 296, are super quick. Yeah. But well, okay, actually, just changing the subject a bit. Of, you know, we talked about the marketing and they want more power. That's like when they bought the 488 out, the engine is actually smaller than the 458. So they changed the nomination of the how, – how it was called. But it was so, quicker, though. It was, yeah, quicker, it was quicker than quicker. the 458. So 458 is a 4.5 litre V8. Mm. The 488 is 488 cc's per cylinder. But it sounds – Bigger than a 458. Yeah, it's not a 4.8 litre. Correct. Yeah, correct. So it's all about marketing. Yeah, but the car's quicker. The car's quicker, yes. The car's quicker. And if you go through that whole evolution of mid-engine V8s. Generally, um, they go quicker. They're all quicker, 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 quicker. And here we now in the supercars that we're talking about. Or hypercars. Hypercars. It's quicker, quicker. Like I said, what is the end game? Can it just come out with a car? Yeah, I'll be happy with 3.5 seconds, 3.6 seconds. Four seconds. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's a new Ferrari that – but I think the problem is all these new cars that are competing against that, that they're at a different level now. There is no entry level. Well, What's the entry level Ferrari? Well, the entry level Ferrari is probably the Roma. That's it? Yeah, that's, that's the you Roma. You must probably it. But, but is there even that entry level? Because it's over half a million. Yeah, but it depends what you call entry level. It's, entry level is relative to, you know – Yeah, but no, let's go back to the old Ferrari days. Where you had the Mondial. Well, the old Ferrari days, they bought out the smaller cylinder, the mid-engine, the, the 246 Dino, as an entry level. Right. And to compete with the standard Porsches because traditionally, as we all know, the Ferrari was V12. Yeah. The Enzo was, had to be a V12 so and you, had to be driven from the front. So you had the V12, but if you wanted something cheaper, there was a V6 option. That's it. And then the 308s. And then the 308s came in, which were cheaper again than the V12s. Correct. And that's how it should be. It should be. But yeah. now what have we got? We've got what's the V twelves we got? Well, we've still got the V twelve. We've got the eight twelve. Super fast. Yep. And the competition. Competizione. So that which what amazes me there, that's actually still normally aspirated. The best sold out, you can't order that now. So I wonder what the new V twelve is gonna be. So that means this this new car, Mick, you can just imagine there's a new V twelve being developed right now. And it's gotta be. be quicker than this. It's gotta be quick no, then the comp then this and the competizione. Correct. Far Correct. Up. Yeah, that's right. Well, you're thinking, but think about it. That's what I'm saying. What are they putting, you know, they, imagine that the uh, R&D department over there is just, you know, shaving milliseconds off of every little nook and cranny within that car. And that's what amazes me, particularly about Ferrari. I'm not sure there's a lot that do that, is from one model to the next, they normally change a fair bit. Yeah. 
All right. Yeah. I mean, like they bring out the Purusang where, okay, the engine would be from the 812 or whatever, uh, but it's a whole new model, a whole new shape. So I was just thinking that while you were speaking, on the Purusang, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, it's okay. I don't know if I really like it. SU- I'm not a fan of the SUV for Ferrari. But as we're getting closer to launch now and there's more and more photos coming out of it and videos and people are – I love that car. I reckon it looks great. I love it too. I love it too. I'm not sure I like the idea of it because it's a, well, it's not an SUV, it's a FUV or something, Ferrari yeah. utility vehicle, whatever they want to call it. But they've always had a 2 plus 2. So this is their 2 plus 2, but this one's now got four doors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I, I love the shape. I've actually started to really fall. It's probably my favourite SUV. FUV, SUV, my favourite four-wheel drive that's on yeah, the market. I would say that too, and I reckon when we see it in real life- We'll love it even more. Face-to-face, I reckon it'll look fantastic. I mean, people have had it on Instagram and on, on some of the uh, social media that it looks like a Mazda. Yeah. But when you even look at the photos and you look at them closely, there's chalk and cheese. Because I don't know if you've noticed, we're, we're yet to see one in the flesh, not puro sangue, but the next car I'm going to talk about quickly because we saw the SP1, SP2s, and we love them, you know, and they, they are, you know, not even road legal here in Australia. But then they came out with a Daytona. The SP3. Which now there's some videos on the internet of people getting them delivered and having I love it. Oh, I, I, reckon, lo- I reckon that looks fantastic. It's one of my favourites. You know, it's got uh, similar things from the prototypes of years gone by. But the way the doors open, the way the, the – uh, Lights at the front have like little covers that set back. Like, oh, it just looks fantastic. That back grille. I love it. Oh, but why? I love it. See, too. and this is what I'm saying. They go from something that wasn't, didn't exist at all to something like that. But the, what I'm saying is, that, slow down, Ferrari, if you're listening, please. Slow down because I need time to assess, look at it, absorb it. And I'm still absorbing the Daytona. Yeah, right. I agree. And, and all of a sudden, there's four more models. I'm going to try and now work out where they fit, how they fit. Because in my mind, I need everything to, you know, fit in certain boxes for me, so it makes sense. But I'm still working out the Daytona, right? And it's getting, and there's three or four new models that are going to hit me. Yeah, and that that's the part that I don't like either. I mean, because I always, you know, you go into a showroom like we have done in uh, many showrooms and museums or whatever. But if you had this big hall. All right, mm. whatever it was, yeah. and there was one car in the middle, and it was, say it was the SP3 Daytona or whatever it was, you would spend, let's say, an hour, two hours just on that car. Yes. You put seven other cars in there and you just skim over all of them and you can't really hone in and appreciate any of them. Yeah. No, you're right. Really, because then you'd have to stay there for, you know, uh, five hours, just like Motor Classica. There's just too many. You walk past, oh, that's nice, that's nice, and you keep walking, keep walking. But I, rec- I love it when there's one car or two cars in a spot that's plenty of room around, not sort of congested. I reckon it's fantastic. And then you get a real appreciation without even driving them. Yeah. I never asked this. Do Ferrari keep one of every car they've ever built for their museum? My guess is yes, but I don't but know. But never on display, are they? Well, I don't know what they do with them, but that's a good point. Because you'd love to see th- that. You know, you say walk into a museum or walk into a hall with one. I would love to walk into a room and to see the evolution of all the different vehicles. Well, they do right? have that now, in their museums, but mm. I don't know if they've got every one. Yeah. You know, because in some of the models, like I take, you know, like the 308 series, you've got the 308 GTB, GTS, you've got the 
208 turbo. So there's a few different models that look but similar. But like I said, for me, I would love to be able to see them side by side because then you say, see, this is the difference, this is the difference. This is extra, this is taken out. I would love that because it's easier then to to see what the changes are, right? I, I reckon they'd be fantastic. Yeah, yeah SF90, SF90, the, boom, you know, SF90 Spider, SF90 now, XX. Okay. Put them all together. Okay, now we can see the evolution, the shape changes and stuff like that. Yeah, that would in, be fantastic. In real, you know, touch, touch them, not books and magazines. I think that would be brilliant to see exactly what they've done. Maybe we should find out where that is. There could be some place that's got, well, particular models they might have the whole series. Some of the collectors do that too. You know? But anyway, I, while you were thinking about that, I was thinking about the SF90 XX Stradale again. Now, if you have just bought the SF90, or for that matter, the SF90 Fiorano package. Yeah, Assetto Fiorano. When this one comes out, the Assetto Fiorano, sorry, when this one here comes out and it's available and they ring you up, would you actually be annoyed that there's an SF90 that you've just bought and so there's a new model? A really good question. We can ask our friends at Ferrari, but it's a really good question because I think if I've made the commitment to purchase an SF90 – which isn't cheap, I, I think I'd be allowed into the inner sanctum then of Ferrari and to say, by the way, they, this is on the plans to be released and you may be now um, eligible eligible to have one. But you're not allowed to sell that one. Like you have to own it for a year, two years, whatever the rules may be. I would like to know that. But if I – and if they, then it's my decision, right? If I get invited to buy it and I, yes, I can take it or can't take it, who wouldn't take it? Because really. But if I didn't know that and all of a sudden I'm sitting at home like you and I the other night, Mick, and this teaser came out and it was a car that I just bought or ordered and this now the, race version was – I'd be upset if I didn't know. Wouldn't you? Oh, I, I, I would, would be think upset. so because you've bought – you know, assuming, you you know, you haven't got – you know, Ferraris coming out of your ears or whatever, and you've you've wanted if you're, one. Of the, I think these people here are the collectors that got a, 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 you know, tapped on the shoulder or got the special invite to buy them, like like the SP ones, SP twos, all those. I think SP three, same thing. I think you had to be invited. So those sorts of guys, most probably, wouldn't get upset because they get those limited editions, and you and I that must probably can go and buy an SF ninety would never haven't got enough Ferraris yet, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I reckon my thoughts are to be invited. You'd still be annoyed. I, I'd be upset. You'd be annoyed if you if you had well weren't given the opportunity. All right, and you've just bought because sometimes you've had to have I don't know whatever the rules are. We've read about them, but, but it may be that you need to own an SF ninety before you can buy before one of these. you can buy one of these, right? And that, which makes sense because we, we know we now know if you know Ferrari like we know Ferrari and we've been around Ferrari for so long. A model comes out, a spider comes out, a race version comes out. You know that's going to happen. Definitely. Right? Now, if you know you want the race version, but you have to have owned the other one first, not, not you know, spider or coupe, well, that's what you do, I suppose. Yeah. But you need You're to be invited. Forced to. You're not yeah. forced to. So if you've got the opportunity yeah. and you can. Mm. It's an I, interesting story. Yeah. And um, with that, though, these people that would buy these – Generally oh, no, speaking, invited to buy. Okay, and then if they end up with it, generally speaking, I'm get I'm saying, would they drive these or would they try not to put kilometres on them? 
No, I think they drive them. I think they drive them. I don't know. I think the Ferrari some, some talk. May, some may go in collections, but thing, I yeah. think some will. The Ferrari talk them. is still that, you know, better not put too many kilometres on it. Oh, no. Anyway, we don't like that idea, so we're going to leave it there. My question to you, do oh. you think we'll be lucky enough to see one here in South Australia? From all the Ferraris we end up getting here, I would say yes. Yeah, I think so too, and I can't wait. Yeah, because uh, then if we could get to be in one, let alone drive one, that's another be something podcast. special. But that's another podcast. That would be something fantastic. Anyway, it's not a classic yet, but uh, you can catch us on YouTube and also Mickonori at gmail.com. And like always, remember, if your car's not a classic, it will be one day. Thank you. Thanks, guys.